T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome into the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Lots of news going on here before the NFL season kicks off tomorrow. Headline by Nick Bosa and the 49ers getting a massive deal done right before the season is going to begin. They open up on the road against Pittsburgh. $170 million Perloff over five years. Nick Bosa now the highest paid player. And somehow the 49ers have the highest or near the highest paid player at almost every position yeah. on the football field. Well, one way, they have a rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. They had another rookie quarterback, Trey Lance. They're not paying Sam Darnold that much. So I guess if you don't pay your quarterback, you can build up talent everywhere. It still feels weird. It still doesn't make any sense to me. So this has been compiled by my sports update on Twitter that the 49ers have the highest paid defensive end now in Bosa, the highest paid running back in Christian McCaffrey, the highest paid fullback in Kyle Juszczyk, the third highest paid tight end in George Kittle, the third highest paid left tackle, that's Trent Williams, the third highest paid linebacker, Fred Warner, sixth highest paid uh, defensive tackles, Javon Hargrave, and the seventh highest paid wide receiver in Debo Samuel. And listen, it's crazy to me that they have all this talent and still at the quarterback position, there are questions and there are question marks. It's a credit to the 49ers. They're doing this thing where they're building the rest of the team out and the quarterback just has to be the point guard and distribute. But it's the most important position on the football field, yet that's the lowest paid guy on their team and everyone else is making tons of money. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem, though. There are a lot of injury-prone guys on this team. McCaffrey gets Bank. hurt. Yeah. Uh, Purdy got hurt last year. Bosa, when Bosa went down in 2020, his second year, I believe, I mean, this, the whole season was gone in a flash. So I'm looking at my Super Bowl picks, and of course you have to consider the Niners. They've been in the conference title game three the last four years. I just worry that they're paying all these guys, but there is no guarantee they can play all season. Uh, as for other updates, so that's the 49ers side of things. As for other updates, Travis Kelsey, so dealing with like a bone bruise now with a little bit of swelling, his brother Jason Kelsey was on 94 WIP, gave an update for us. I know he's got some swelling going on, but as long, it sounds like as long as they can get that down, yeah. um, you know, he, he's going to have a chance to go. Ligaments and everything are intact structurally from what we know right now. Uh, his knee's fine. I think he's going to be good to go. I really do. So that's some positive optimism from Jason Kelsey. But as for Travis, I wouldn't play him if I were the Chiefs. Yep. I know you want to beat the Lions and you want to win every game, obviously. But you're at Jacksonville in week two. The AFC is going to come down to like every tiebreaker under the sun. I'd rather save him for an AFC uh, contest and and quite frankly long season here you get the Jacksonville and then you're playing the Bears like give them a minute 
to get healthy, and I think they'd be better off, but that's just me. I mean, it's crazy how much he's played. 17 games, 16 games, 15, 16, 16, 15, three more 16s. He's missed. If my ma- I can't remember when they go to 17 games. Uh, Was it two years ago or last year? Last year. Last year. So he's missed two games in his NFL career. Yeah, Kelsey's been amazingly durable. Yeah, I don't think, because of that, I think he's going to play. And also, too, the guy likes the spotlight. Uh, the Lions aren't tackling anybody. What's your, what's your concern here? <laughs> it really is. They really are more of an offensive team. Um, and then Chris Jones, who has been holding out all training camp, says, quote, he wants a raise, that's all, at a charity event this morning yeah. for Kansas City and said he could play tomorrow if he got the contract today. Now, I believe he's on the fourth year of an $80 million four-year deal, about $20 million per. So what does that mean? Does that mean I want to become the third highest paid defensive player in the league? And some gigantic deal. As we know, there's no just give a raise in the NFL. No, I mean, he's 29 years old. So it's different than Bosa, who's, what, 24? We did this the other day. Uh, Bosa's super young, 25. 25. So they're in a different, it's a different type of math. But he's probably looking for, not to be the highest, but maybe close. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald at that age yep. got a crazy number. Aaron Donald's a little bit better. But Chris Jones is not far behind. He could have won defense Coming player. Coming off the Super Bowl. The, yeah, he could have won defense player of the year last year. He's so important to that team. He kind of has him over the barrel. I'm worried about the chief, uh, the Chiefs, Maggie. I don't understand how you could. How much more evidence do you need with Kansas City that they're going to be okay? This is great news for them today. The fact that Kelsey's knee isn't totally ripped up and the fact that Chris Jones is like showing up at charity events and saying he can play uh, you know, as soon as the contract gets done, like that's all trending in the right direction. What is he going to be? It's going to be the second quarter. He's going to be like, you know, we're really close. <laughs> I'm going to be there by the third quarter if we sign the. I mean, when is it going to get too Take close? Take an Uber to the, to the yeah. stadium. And, when's it going to be too close to uh, the game here? Listen, if Bobby Boucher can come in at halftime, then why can't Chris Jones? <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. I like, think it's going to look exactly like that, too. <laughs> yeah, no worries here. You know, we'll figure out something. The Lions will have like a 27-3 to lead, and then Chris Jones pops in yeah. and five sacks and two returns for touchdowns. It's going to be epic. I can't wait for uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler to then play him in the movie. That no, being said, if Chris Jones doesn't play, he He'll fire off a tweet. He could be interesting during the game, live tweeting. That would be something to watch. Well, he could be. So that's what's going on. Uh, On the flip side, more positive stuff. Joe Burrow speaking at practice today. Does he think that he is good to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I think, I mean, we're going to see how these next couple days play out because you never know with these things, but I'm expecting to play. Uh, Like I said, we'll see how these next couple days go. I mean, that's really huge news just because the Bengals are a little bit different situation with starting off the season pearl off with two back-to-back AFC North division games. You want Joe Burrow out there. I don't think they have the luxury of sitting. I know Jamar Chase said, hey, like sit Joe Burrow, but I don't think they can wait around. I don't love the way he answered that question Hmm. Uh, in the sense that He's like, yeah, of course I'm good to go. Like, you should know that. Did I apply that? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not really ripping Joe Burrow here. But he's like, yeah, of course I'm ready to go. What do you mean, of course? Last time we saw you, you were limping around <laughs> on one leg. We all thought you ripped up your Achilles. No. And then you're like, well, you know, we'll see after two days. Thought that was rather nice. Can we hear it one more time? Is this a little cocky here, Maggie? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I think, I mean, we're going to see how these next couple days play out because you never know with these things. But I'm expecting to play. Uh, like I said, we'll see how these next couple days go. God, that Joe Burrow is the most confident man. Him yeah, is, he's like I, the, he sounds like he always sounds. Yeah, he's like, 
Yeah, yeah, of course I'm ready to go. What do you mean, of course you're ready to go? Yeah, People ready. try to pick fantasy teams and Super Bowls. and Oh, that's what this is about. I don't know. Do you have your fantasy draft tonight or I something? I do, and I do not know what to do. There's uh-huh. so many situations that are up for Ed, and we're doing Super Bowl picks tomorrow. That's on my mind, too. Well, now we've gotten to the root of it. This is what it's all about. Perloff <laughs> isn't really trying to parse words with Joe Burrow because he's worried about Burrow's health. This is all about your fantasy team and whether Perloff yesterday after the show, we kind of walk over a couple blocks, kind of talk about the show, what we want to do for tomorrow. Yesterday, he's like, sorry, I can't. I've got an emergency meeting with the person I do my fantasy football team with. I got to go right now. I was like, all right, bye. See ya. How was your dinner? Productive. Productive. <laughs> the, the, the only issue is there. we need a trainer. Why do you have a throughout. printout? What did you just pull out of your bag? I'm just looking at some of my favorite players on here. We had probably a 15-minute conversation about Geno Smith last night. This, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> the last time down. anyone had a 15-minute conversation. Uh, this is, you know what, this year, I, I know people can't stand hearing about fantasy if it's not their team. There are no running backs in the NFL. The fact that they won't, like, there is not a single solid... Running back. Listen listen to these running backs. This is the order. Christian McCaffrey, number one. So you're going to invest in him. Well, How? I'm not getting fooled again by yeah. that. Right. Me too. Austin Eckler, number two. Bijan is number three. Bijan uh, Robinson, a rookie who's sharing the ball in Atlanta. So much unknown. It feels weird. Then then you go Nick why Chubb. Why would you just go with Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's 155 years old. And he's been defying time ever <laughs> since. Like, there's no, he, he's not on a human timeline. I took Derrick Henry back in 2002. I'm going to take him again now. <laughs> Saquon, and, but I'll just show you how it quickly falls off. You got Saquon Pollard. Then you're getting into, like, Ramondre Stevenson, Jameer Gibbs. Like, it is a... Josh the, Jacobs? Remember? Yeah, Josh Jacobs. He's He's up there. It just used to be you draft a fantasy football team, you put all your eggs in the running back basket. But the NFL has said, no, no we don't really care about receivers running. now. It's wide receivers. The running back situations are so fluid. Ramondre Stevenson looks great now, but you know that Bill Belichick, he could be into somebody else by week eight. Yeah, he doesn't play favorites. No. At all. And your Bills, people are really excited about James Cook in Buffalo. But you Come know on, what's going to happen. I mean, no, no, seriously, people are are picking really high. No, I know. Putting a lot of auction money into them. And I'm telling people that's ridiculous. It's like when someone tells you who they are, you got to believe them. Who said that, Maya Angelou? You, when someone shows you who they are, you got to believe them. The Bills don't run the ball. They're not going to run the ball. Well, who am I going to take then, Maggie? Just who am I going to take? <laughs> Listen, this is your problem. You ditched me last night to go to this all important dinner. Like, yeah. it, enjoy it. All right. Well. Anyway, we have Rashad White and uh, Alexander Madison penciled. If anyone in my league is listening, <laughs> you better get them before I get to them. Um, okay, this was interesting. So that's a lot of the NFL stuff that's going on. Sprinkle in a, a, other news. Cooper Cup's not going to play week one. Okay, didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but that is relevant to this upcoming story, though. It is uh, relevant. You're right. So Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. You've heard of him. Caleb Williams told us, Perloff, when we talked to him before during Pac-12 media days that he and and said this to some other people as well, that he really hadn't decided yet whether or not he was going to go pro. And yeah. we thought that was like lip service. Like, hey, that's what he should say. USC has a whole season in front of them. You don't want to be accused of overlooking the season and just be so focused on the NFL. Well, now his father, Caleb Williams' dad, has come out with some interesting comments that he said to... GQ magazine doing a big profile on Caleb Williams. And he said, 
you never know how funky the NFL draft could be. And the fact is, I'm paraphrasing here, that the worst team in the worst situation ends up getting the top pick. And he said, if it's not a great situation, then maybe he wouldn't go pro. And maybe he would go back to USC. And that feels a little bit, I guess, like more of a real threat when it's the son and the father kind of both saying it. Um, Now, here's where I fall on this Caleb Williams thing. Going back to USC, if he doesn't like who gets the number one pick, whether it's the Arizona Cardinals or whatever, that's one option. That's not the only option, though. Wait, what do you mean? Well, that's what I call the Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning didn't want to go to the New York Jets and decide to go back to Tennessee in the late 90s. You also have the Eli Manning Avenue. Force a trade. Force a trade. You have to be strong. You have to have a lot of leverage. You have to have a lot of clout. Caleb Williams has all of that. Yeah, but you can only force a trade if you have the threat of going back to college. I know. Right. I don't know how Eli pulled that off, but yeah, generally that helps. That threatening to go back to college achieves both things. You can force a trade, or you can go back to college. Right. So he could actually go back and pull a Peyton, or he could actually still go to the NFL and get all that number one overall pick money, which is going to be bigger than NIL money you're getting, even at USC. And you could have your cake and eat it too. And Caleb Williams is one of those guys that could do it. So if you are Arizona, or who else is going to be raced to the bottom? There's going to be a lot of potential contenders here. Well, not really, though, because three of them took a quarterback this year. You have to assume, unless something really unexpected happens, Carolina's going to be out with Bryce Young. Houston's going to be out with C.J. Stroud. And hopefully Indianapolis is going to be out with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So that takes out three bottom feeders. Then you got Arizona... Who, I think this is all about Arizona. But coming up next, you got some great teams. The Rams, no Cooper Cup. Uh, I'm looking at the, la- the worst records from last year. Right. The Broncos with Sean Payton. Uh, they won five games last year. The Raiders, uh, the the Bucks. A lot of warm weather teams who have open coaching spots. Or I don't know. Feels like the, it's really the Cardinals. Well, who else really scares you if you're a player? Um, I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. The Raiders don't seem like they're in really great shakes right now. Stu, I'm oh, sorry huh. about that. Play in Vegas? I'd <laughs> love to play in Vegas. It's not you about that. You get to that. pick a whole new coach? Bring in, why, how about this? Bring in Lincoln Riley wherever you go. Okay, but are you sure he's going to want to go? What happened why, What happened to the last, you know, Lane Kiffin went to the Raiders too and it didn't work out Yeah, well. but this is a Raiders that's in the nice, one of the nicest stadiums in the league. It is in the sports mecca of the country right now. Tom Brady's a partial owner. This Raiders team looks pretty good. I know. Then why don't they have their you-know-what together? Like, well, if because they, they have so... a new new management. They're still uh, unbearing the Mike Mayock, John Gruden era, right? Okay. They need a little time. And they're just still try, trying to cl- cleanse the palate from uh, yeah, it has it. I mean, Gruden? They have, I, I mean, listen, those Mike May. I love Mike Mayock, but those picks were pretty crazy, and a lot of them are still trying to build up first-rounders. I, I mean, know. Just like, is there something, though, and Stu, you're the resident Raider fan here, where it's like, you can get the new faces in the building and all that stuff, but are you really going to cleanse the organization? Isn't it really from the top? They've been trying to cleanse for the past 20 years. Exactly. But. Yeah, but they have Tom Brady now. Yeah, but what's wow. he doing? Tom Brady's also on the board now of, like, Delta. Yeah. <laughs> Brady is doing a lot of things. Well, I He's think... He's dating he, Arena Shake. He's got... He was there at the game, what, the last game. I don't know. I mean, listen, that you can't tell me that there's a... 21-year-old in, in this country who does not want to play in Las Vegas. That is a destination. No doubt. I mean, Vegas, it's just crazy to me because Vegas has enough talent on paper yeah. that they should be able to not be in the running for the number one overall pick, but yet I'm right there with you. Now, the stuff with Chandler Jones this morning is just straight-up bizarre. 
this is kind of hard to parse, and he took down the Instagram posts, but essentially he couldn't get into the Raiders' gym. I don't know why they would try to be locking out Chandler Jones, but he said, I don't want to, he said, bleep it, I don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my head coach or GM. I want Patrick Graham because he went to the Ivy League. He's their defensive coordinator. They won't let me in the building, though. They're trying to provoke me. And then, and this is cryptic, maybe somebody from the organization called an ex-girlfriend who he's referring to as BM, which we think is baby mama. <laughs> this is wild what's going on. So I don't know if I'm Caleb Williams. Am I looking at all that? Like, what's going on? I mean, challenge. He'll be Chan- gone. Well, I, I gotta be He's definitely going to be gone. It's nothing nearly as weird. Chandler Jones was the weirdest guy in New England. And New England is the prestige franchise. So did you blame the Patriots because Chandler Jones was on a synthetic drug and acting crazy? No, but the Patriots always have some outlier guys, yeah, clearly. You, yeah, you can have Every outlier guys. But wait, what is this? Uh, I want to go back to this. Why is Patrick Graham, Patrick Graham's from the Ivy League? Or yeah, he went to Yale. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, there you go. And that's what that's Chandler the clarification you wanted. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I was just <laughs> For love's so but Ivy Jones, League. I mean, Every time there's an Ivy League connection, Chandler Jones is obviously they took a hit. He's way old, so that's that has nothing to do with what's coming next in in Vegas. He's 33. He's going to be gone anyway. So I, I don't know. I think it's good to rebuild and get. How many bad picks did they make? Stu, you can tell us. I mean, it was yeah. a run about eight years. A lot. It was like every year. Jonathan Abram, it was God. It was just terrible. It was every... Farrell was a great one. Farrell yeah. was awful. It's just... Arnett. Yes. And obviously Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs for much yeah. different reasons. Different but... reason. He actually looked like he was actually turning it around as a player, but then the off-field stuff got to him. They, yeah, it's been a different guy every year. They had a big hit with Waller, and they, they didn't want to pay him. And now they don't really like Renfro anymore. And Devontae Adams is going to get old there. So they have to just rebuild. Devontae Adams is going to be gone. Yeah, they have to rebuild from scratch. All these guys are going to be gone. Alex Leatherwood was another one. Offensive lineman. Yeah. But I got to tell you, the Rams is another great option for Cowboys. Well, That's why Rams I brought up Cooper Cup. Yeah, the Rams would be an awesome option for him. Stay Although in L.A., they, play with Sean McVay. They have, they are completely bereft of young talent, though. A young player. I mean, they're a mess as well. Well, they only have young players. That's right, it. Right, but they weren't highly picked players. I, I don't know where they're going. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is a nice spot. They got You could bring in your own coach with that. I don't think that Todd Bowles is staying. Yeah, but now Mike Evans might want out if he doesn't get a new contract. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna get on the defending Super Bowl champion if you're Caleb Williams. I understand his criticism of the draft process; it's completely valid. Yeah, his dad. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna you're gonna have some really good warm weather options. They seem pretty nice to me. I'm Tampa. I would go to any of those places. L.A. If I'm Caleb Williams. Now he his dad has been grooming him to be the number one pick for a long time. They've been one of those families, and it's it's working. <laughs> From the D.C. area, could the Commanders be bad enough that maybe they could get in? Yeah, I mean, talk about a team trying to turn around their they culture. They need a stadium, though. <laughs> maybe that would help. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, you're welcome to weigh in on college football. We were talking about Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes a little bit early on. We still have. Sean Payton on Russell Wilson. I'll tell you what, Sean Payton is being very, very honest with everybody, including his starting quarterback. What did he say to Russ? We'll get you those candid quotes in just a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Bill in Raleigh. Did you see what Riley Leonard's mom sends him before every Duke game? Yes, I did. You can submit a question by tweeting at, at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag AskThePros. Think of Riley Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So this is a great story. Duke, of course, who upset Clemson 28-7 over the weekend. Riley Leonard, kind of a borderline first-round pick possible, uh, had a sort of a coming-out moment, but he's got this bizarre habit. Before every game, Leonard's mom texts him, quote unquote, you suck to keep him humble. <laughs> and then he wears it on a bracelet uh, to remind him that I guess he sucks. Your mom, yeah. what do you think of this motivation <laughs> technique? I, here's my big question. Who did it first? Like, did he say, mom, you got to text me something that's going to get me fired up? And she came up with, you suck? Or was, did you, at one point she was just like, you suck to try to motivate them, and then it caught on, and now it's like their thing. I need to know the genesis of no, this. I can't. I've never met a mother who would say that. Of course not. I mean, <laughs> it you doesn't get, exist. It'd be it'd be child abuse if you're you know to tell your kid they suck as well, the a dad, mom. A dad could do that, like you know the great Santini kind of dad. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Robert Duvall is like this tough dad. There are dads who give tough love to yes. toughen up their kids. But that's why mom's got to be there yeah. to, you know, kind of soften the soften the blow a little bit. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But he does also, I, I was watching the game, he communicates a lot with his mom. So I guess she's sort of like a like a teammate or a mental coach. I don't know what's going on there. It's so <laughs> crazy. And also, too, he, why do you need that kind of motivation? Does that work? I understand the bracelet with you suck. Maybe that's like a, keeps you fired up. Keeps you humble. Definitely. I mean. But can't you be your, you know, you're not the center of things or there's more <laughs> than just you. You suck seems kind of harsh. Well, it's direct. It's right to the point. It's like something you can put on a bracelet. You can't be your, there's more to life than just you. That doesn't, there's no ring to that. What you if can't put that on a t-shirt. You know, what if it's a big play and he goes in the huddle and he looks at his wristband and he says, uh, 
I, I don't know what play we're calling, but you said. <laughs> yeah, get him mixed up. Well, then he probably shouldn't be a Duke because he's definitely not as smart as we thought he was. But there's a lot going on with this guy. Uh, there are, The highlights came out of him playing basketball. His dad was a college basketball player. He 360'd in a game, which is like a, that's a line to me. If you could do a 360 dunk in a game, I don't understand why the dude didn't play basketball. But he said he Because he went to Duke, and that's yeah. the one place he probably couldn't go. Well, yeah, he said that he played against Paolo Boncaro and pick up and said, I'm going to stick to football. But then... He kind of went a little bit of a nerdy Duke student and tried to get out of an assignment. Do we have the sound of that? All right, let's play. This is Riley Leonard. I believe, is it on Instagram? Uh, pleading to his professor. Professor Taylor, if you're seeing this, please let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight. I think it's 12, so it may already be 12. Hey, Riley, great game last night, man. It was so exciting. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. But you know... Wesley Williams and the other linemen who were in the class, they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time, so why didn't the quarterback? So no way, man. No extension. (laughs) Wow. That's why Duke will never win a national title in football. (laughs) That's not going to get any Ws. No, you can't have professors treating the starting quarterback like that. That is not a recipe to get to the college football playoff. Come on, professor. What does it tailor get with the program, dude? Classic Duke there, right there. Yeah. Also, the a big game. Yeah. The offensive linemen clearly not studying the playbook as much because they're out there doing their homework. Yeah. Wow. No, this is terrible. This is all terrible. If you win a big game, you beat Clemson, you should be, I don't know, getting in a car with multiple cheerleaders. You shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. worrying about your assignment. Um, you can tell where our priorities are in the Maggie and Perloff show. Uh, Want to get to this from Sean Payton. So Sean Payton did an interview, what else is new, with uh, Seth Wickersham of ESPN. And apparently Wickersham had been following Sean Payton for a long time. Um, There's a lot to this article that is not, it's a little more nuanced, but when it comes to the quarterback, this is all pretty black and white here. Um, According to the article, Sean Payton told Russell Wilson that to salvage his career, he needed to focus less on Russell Inc., Quote, will you bleeping stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. Now, that's going to be harsh probably to Russell Wilson. Maybe it's what he needs to hear. But Russell Wilson clearly sees himself as more than just a quarterback, right? He likes being a pillar of the community. He likes being more than just an NFL quarterback. Oh, see, I didn't read that as harsh because the one thing that Russell really gets to Russell Wilson is saying you are not good anymore. Right. So you this suck. is saying Leonard's mom so to give a text. I read that as, Hey, you're still a great quarterback. You just have your, you know, you're just too worried about the wrong things right now. Because I, I think most people think that Russell's lost his skill set, And I think Sean Payton's saying, Hey, you can fix this. You just got to get your priorities right. So I don't think Russell would have take offense to that. Do you think that would really bother him? Uh, I think it would, because I think he cares a lot about his image. I think yeah. he cares a lot about how he's viewed and seen by people. And, I think he probably puts a lot of effort, maybe not in the season because he's playing football, but I think he puts a lot of effort into, you know, being this guy, like a, you know, a role model for kids and stuff like that. I think, I think that means something. I think it meant a lot more to him when he was playing well. I think not, I think not playing well is colors everything for him. I don't think he cares if he's not performing on the field. I don't think he cares about that other stuff. I think he's embarrassed by last year. Well, apparently he's 15 pounds thinner now. We'll see what happens. But to me, there's only two ways this goes. It either Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are totally on the same page, understand each other. And this is like making sweet, beautiful music together. 
or totally implode and Russell Wilson is not on the team next year or even before that. Like, I just don't see the middle where, like, they kind of get along. Like, Sean Payton is too big of a personality. And by reading this article, which I thought was really illuminating, Sean Payton sometimes, like, deliberately goes towards the landmines. Like, he will, he's not afraid to mix it up with people. He's not afraid to, he's not going to hold back anything. Like, he's not going to play diplomat as head coach. He has no interest in that. And a year away doing broadcasting did not change that at all. And that's sort of what the article is about, like how I think he wanted the year away to sort of change who he was and make him, you know, not get so focused on things he can't control and stuff like that. And it did nothing. He's but, still the same obsessive guy. But did Sean Payton have a million years in New Orleans where he was just eight and eight? I feel like he's yeah, a not seven af- and nine. He's not afraid of an eight and eight season. So I think I I see them being eight and nine, nine and eight. Now what is it? So which is that? Well, I guess that means. Do you think that means Russell Wilson is the still the quarterback of the future if they're God, eight I, and nine? Well, I in a perfect world for the Broncos, no. But I feel like that cap hit. Might they there might be a gray yeah. area? So I, I kind of disagree with you on the, the there's no middle ground, uh, yeah. But I know, but I'm curious to see who was right, you or me, to how that plays out because you're right, they could easily be great success or total failure. But what if they get stuck in limbo where they're nine and eight and they have this huge cap hit and then they have to figure out a way to make it work? Well, I think that's not going to sit well with Sean Payton either because another part of this yeah. article, which I'm surprised is not getting a little bit more publicity, is him really talking about his legacy and how much he wants to be in the Hall of Fame. And he acknowledges, he's like, listen, Mike Shanahan, Mike Holmgren, there are guys who have much more accolades than me who still aren't in, but he wants to be in. And so what is that? That means you hmm. need another Lombardi. Minimum. Uh, guys with he? one Super Bowl ring don't get in usually. Mar- Marv Levy well, has none. Guess, uh, no, I, I know, but... I think one Super Bowl ring. got to go to the Bill stuff. Like no, no, It's no. like a <laughs> reflex with you. No, Tony Dungy, I get it, but it's... um. Well, maybe Dungeon was a little different, but I yeah, think was the first African American coach to win. Yeah, but it's just a, other things. But I think that he believes that there's a lot of one Super Bowl coaches out there who are not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. He's not that old. I, I can't believe he's talking about this. Yep. Uh, it's funny if you ask me back of the envelope is Sean Payton in a Hall of Famer? I would say not yet. No, I don't think, and I think he knows that. Yeah, the one thing though, he did stick with Drew Brees for about three years and didn't want to. I mean, he's not. He might talk a tough game, but is he really going to step up and do all this? I don't know. If it goes badly in Denver, does he openly rip Russell Wilson? Um. Well, I mean, it's Sean Payton, so yeah, you you can never know. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many lattes has he had? Like, if he drank two coffees, all of a sudden he's going to, you know, burn the place to the ground. But I think that, I think that he probably feels like he has more power in the organization than Russ, which is odd because Russ is making a ton of money. Well, I mean, Russ has Russ has power in the organization now after last year. Well, that's and that. Yeah, it went I, so poorly last year. Listen, I hope everyone there's on the same page. We got to improve this. There were Russ has got to stay healthy. I mean, he's very good when he runs, but now that he's 34, Trust me, when you get older, that that running hurts. I had my first basketball game of the weekend, and I'm already preparing to blow out my hamstring. Yeah, <laughs> and Russ is right with me. <laughs> you uh, and Russell, same, same. Yeah, I think that that everyone should just shut up and focus on Russ here. Was it? Did you, I didn't read the article yet. Was there that energy? Like, hey, I'm really focused on making this work with Russell Wilson, or he didn't even care? Uh, no, there was definitely that. It just the article was so focused on Sean Payton and about his journey and how. 
and his, you know, new relationships and stuff like that. Okay. And, like his new wife, stuff like that. Oh, thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> listen, and he's talking about his legacy and Bill Parcells has quotes in there where he's like, listen, he tells Sean before he took the Denver job, you know where the landmines are and you know how to navigate through this, not to step on a landmine. And at the end of the article, Sean Payne says, well, sometimes I like to drive into the landmines. Yeah. So it's like, what has he really learned? It's interesting. We we spent so much energy on Denver last year. I think people refused to do it this year. Mm-hmm. I do hear there's just no Broncos talk. Browns and Broncos, two potential playoff teams who've disappeared from the radar. Which might be a good time to buy low on those Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a much better position. And I hate to say it, your Buffalo Bills not getting a lot of buzz either. If you did a buzz meter, it's fair to say Buffalo is nothing like last year. No, I mean, Peter King picked him to go to the Super Bowl against your Eagles and lose. Yeah. I'm like, is he, he, is he trolling the show? Is that, was Peter? No, no, because everybody on the planet is picking the Eagles. Oh, okay. They are so popular right now. Tell me how to, how to do this. Because you, you were a Bills fan last year when everybody picked the Bills. Do I panic? <laughs> no. And as you can see behind me, if you're watching youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, it has been 16 days since I had a Bills meltdown. Whatever, you yelled at me because I didn't pick DeMar Hamlin for my comeback player of the year, that, even though this season hasn't started. That's not a Bill story. That's a human story. <laughs> <laughs> that you want to go against them, you're going to anger the football gods. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS. We've got the latest from Jerry Jones. What did he have to say about the secret to running the Cowboys? Our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day comes from our guest, Josh Booty, former LSU quarterback and former uh, professional baseball player. Not only does he know Deion Sanders, they're friends, and after he watched Colorado take care of TCU, he made a call to Deion on behalf of his own son. I have a senior receiver that's my, my son in uh, Louisiana, Shreveport Evangel Christian, and he's getting recruited, and Dion was looking at his tape. So I'd love for him to get a chance to play for Dion. You know, they've got such a hype machine going there that he's going to win some ball games, And it's fun to watch, you know, them throw the ball around like they did last week, have four 100-yard-plus receivers. I mean, who doesn't want to go play? That's why I called him about my son right after the game. I'm like, you guys had 400-yard receivers. That's amazing. That's, that's an offense you want to play in to be productive. And, and he's a fun guy to play for. If I had to do it all over again, I'd want to play for either him or Lincoln Riley. There you go. So that was Josh Booty. You're wondering the Dion effect mm. throughout, well, going out to high school football now. Josh Booty making personal phone calls to Dion to try to get his kid to Colorado. Yeah, it's funny. He didn't say Brian Kelly, the LSU coach. Who would he want to play for? But listen, if I have a kid who plays a skill position, I want to get into that Big 12. I mean, you saw yep. TCU ran the Big 12 last year with that defense. And in fact, the defense, so... This is going to be a lot of offense. Think about it, Colorado is going to do well in the Pac-12. I think they'll be presentable in the Pac-12. They're going to score 65 points a game <laughs> once they get to the Big 12. Yeah, I know. It's going to be on. Um, and I, I did think that was one of the things we're talking about with Deion Sanders is just like, first of all, what's it going to look like now that we're past the, the first game, right? If the pixie dust, you know, is on this team right yeah. now, but if it starts to fade... Then what happens? How would Dion handle any kind of losing if indeed that, you know, starts to pile up or whatever? And then it's like, what's next? I mean, Dion's out there saying he's going to, he's got more Travis Hunters, guys who can play both ways, that he wants to get to Colorado. In fact, he said that on Undisputed, and it really made Michael Irvin laugh very hard. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, let's play the whole thing. And guess what? It's a few more Travis Hunters out there watching right now that I'm going to recruit while I have this. Who else is going to let you play both ways but Coach Brad? Hey, Man, I would love to hang out with Michael Irvin. I would feel like the funniest person on the earth. I mean, he... <laughs> He really was laughing hard, and that wasn't that good of a joke from Dion. No, no. And that feels like a real laugh, too. It doesn't feel like a fake laugh. <laughs> but what's he laughing at? I don't totally understand. About how Dion's going to recruit more two-way players? And if you watch, like, the whole interview, like, it, there's a lot of back and forth, and they're yeah, joking like and laughing. Love. Yeah, yep. so it's all kind of like a back and forth laugh fest between the two of them. So this was just part of a longer joke that was the whole interview. <laughs> Telling you, that sounds like a haunted house. It would scare all the neighbors' kids. Uh, this, I thought this was also funny from Dion was asked if Colorado's win over TCU was the most satisfying win of his career. Is it possible that was the most satisfying win you've ever been a part of? No, no, no. no? Playmaker got me a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Playmaker got me a Super Bowl ring, and uh, Jerry got me another one. So now those are satisfying wins. <laughs> like, let's not get carried away here, Skip. Okay? Like, satisfying win, sure. But come on. We've got Super Bowl rings. <laughs> what are we doing here? We're playing undisputed clips. This is all heading south. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, listen. The, the, I, I, I don't have ESPN. I watched an hour of undisputed. It was 30 minutes of LeBron, 30 minutes of Dion. Is this what the future <laughs> holds for? <laughs> I, just, I don't understand how they're doing LeBron talking right have now. No, they led with LeBron the other day about how... Rich Paul said LeBron has more scrutiny than MJ. That was 40 minutes of that discussion. What? Who cares? It's the middle of September. It's unbelievable. But then, then they, they, everyone's glomming onto this Dion story. And it's the biggest story in sports right now. I'll get out of here. The NFL season, the the, the mighty monster that is NFL starts tomorrow. Doesn't matter to Dion. Dion, yeah. no because, because Dion transcends no, you because are, he was a former NFL star too. So like, you can't hit all of it with Dion. You're saying it's the number one story in sports right now. Yes. Absolutely. And not, that, even and not even close. Oh, man. Wait till the juggernaut starts tomorrow. It is just going to roll over all you guys. Well, listen, if Travis Kelsey really does sit out the season opener, maybe. But Do you no. realize, like, Aaron Rodgers plays the Bills on Sunday? You realize that Dak Prescott trying Monday. to throw less than 10 interceptions starts on Sunday? Yeah. On Sunday night? You know how many people are going to tune in for that? Yeah, no, no, no. On Sunday, that might be, you know, Monday, those might be the biggest stories. Right now, it's Dion. So, but you're saying, like, like this is going to last a month where Dion's going to be the biggest story in sports. I think it's going to last if they keep winning. If they keep winning. No, if they beat Nebraska, it's also it's going to be huge. Listen, you got Oregon and USC waiting for you at the end of the month. Like, the odds are that this thing might come off the rails a little yeah. bit. But that's why we want to tune in, because I want to see how far they can take it. Do you believe that? <laughs> Uh, let's get to our Cowboys quickie. Sorry, I sprung that on you, Stu. Well, Perloff is right. You do have Cowboys football, Cowboys against the Giants, Sunday night football coming up in mere days. Jerry Jones was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and he was asked about the criticism that's come of the Trey Lance trade. The way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. But it lets us do a trade like we did the other day on Lance. 
because I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is because I had all the information right at my fingertips. So there you go. Confirming Cowboys fans' worst suspicions <laughs> that Jerry Jones has the information and that he's the guy making the decisions. I think, Perloff, we thought that perhaps Jerry like could be talked out of things every now and then, oh, famously like, uh, the Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Yep. But to be honest, I think he's still making decisions no. just as much as he ever did. That's your Cowboy Quick. <laughs> the drafts don't seem like Jerry has much say, to say in them anymore, right? Jerry's taking Mazzy Smith at 26 out of Michigan. What? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when you put it like that. But, I mean, he's sitting right there, right in the middle of that horseshoe-shaped table. Yeah. Well, listen. By the way, just a little rating. Just back my my point about the NFL might roll over. The TCU-Colorado game did a whopping number of $7 The biggest Fox noon number ever. Pretty good. Yeah. The Nebraska game is going to be even bigger. Yeah, like $8 million. Uh, Cowboys-Giants last year did $42 Yeah, it's nuts. No, I know. I understand the NFL is undefeated, but that is people tuning into the games, and on Monday we'll talk about that. But if Dion keeps winning, he's going to keep being the story. Why are you fighting it? Just you got to go with it. You got to get on board. Because Undisputed is making it like their thing, too. Wow. And that my radar said Undisputed is a Skip Bayless show. I mean, I'm trained to go against all that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You know what I mean. Well, that's fine because we probably have more listeners than they have viewers. Big so Dave's cool. with me. Big Dave calling every day, and him and I will rail against. <laughs> and by the way, just the fact that it is bothering me shows that it's interesting. If it was just a boring story that I thought you were anyone was overplaying, then it wouldn't be interesting. But the fact that it's just driving me nuts that everyone is jumping on Dion after one game... I don't understand why you're not jumping on after one game. You're Mr. Bandwagon himself. Like, we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.